Chapter 11 Prince Fatal and Prince Fortune. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Emily Lost. The Old Fairy Tales by Laura Valentine. Prince Fatal and Prince Fortune. There was a queen who had two sweet, pretty little boys, and a fairy who was the queen's intimate friend was invited to stand godmother to them and make them some gift i endow the eldest she said with all manner of misfortunes till he is twenty-five and i name him fatal at these words the queen gave a loud cry and entreated the fairy to change her gift you do not know what you ask she said to the queen if he does not meet with misfortunes he will be wicked the queen dare say no more but begged the fairy to let her choose for a second son perhaps you will choose wrong replied the fairy but no matter i am willing to grant whatever you ask me for him i wish said the queen that he may succeed in whatever he undertakes tis the way for him to be perfect perhaps you may be mistaken said the fairy and for that reason i grant him this gift no longer than till he is twenty-five nurses were provided for the two young princes but the very third day the nurse of the eldest prince was taken ill of a fever he had another and she fell down and broke his leg a third became ill and it being spread abroad that prince fatal was unfortunate to his nurses nobody would nurse him or so much as come near him the poor child was hungry and cried but met with no pity at last a mean homely countrywoman who was very poor and had a large family of children which she could scarcely maintain came and offered to bring him up provided they would give her a large sum of money and as the king and queen did not love prince fatal they gave her what she asked and bade her take him home to her village the youngest prince who was named fortune on the contrary throve surprisingly his father and mother doted upon him and never thought of the eldest the wicked woman to whom they had given poor fatal no sooner reached home than she took off his fine swelling clothes to bestow them on a son of her own about fatal's age and having wrapped the poor prince in an old petticoat she carried him into a wood and left him to be devoured by the wild beasts but the lioness that had three young whelps brought him into her den and gave him suck which made him grow so fast and strong that at six months he could run alone in the meantime the nurse's son whom she passed for the prince died and the king and queen were glad they got rid of him fatal remained in the woods till he was two years old when a nobleman an officer of the court as he was hunting was astonished to find a lovely boy amidst the wild beasts he was moved to pity took him home and hearing that the child was wanted as a companion to play with prince fortune he presented fatal to the queen fortune had a master to teach him to read but this master was charged above all things not to make him cry the young prince heard this and cried every time he took his book in hand so that at five years of age he could hardly tell his letters while fatal on the contrary read perfectly well and he had already made some progress in writing to frighten the prince his master was ordered to whip fatal whenever fortune neglected his lessons so that it was in vain for fatal to be good and apply himself to his book he could not escape punishment besides fortune was so ill-natured and wilful that he used his brother very ill though indeed he did not know he was his brother if fatal had an apple or plaything fortune would snatch it away he obliged him to be silent when he wanted to speak and would make him talk when he wished to hold his tongue in a word fatal was a little martyr and pitied by no one and the prince and his small courtiers ridiculed him for his love of study
they lived together in this manner till the eleventh year when the queen was amazed at her son's ignorance certainly she said the fairy has deceived me i imagined my son would the most learned that ever was since i wish him to succeed in whatever he undertook accordingly she went to consult the fairy about the matter who said to her madame you should have desired a willing mind and virtuous inclinations for your son rather than great talents all his endeavours are to be wicked and your majesty is a witness of the great progress he has made after having said this she turned from her and the poor queen returned to her place in the utmost affliction she hastened to reprove fortune in order to make him better but instead of promising amendments he told her that if they vexed him he would starve himself the queen at this frightened out of her senses took him upon her knee kissed him gave him sweetmeats and assured him that he should not learn anything for a whole week if he would eat his dinner as usual all this time fatal improved so much that he was quite a wonder of learning and mildness of temper he had been so used to being contradicted that in a manner he had no will of his own and he thought himself happy if he could but prevent the ill effects of fortune's capricious humour but this sad child enraged to see that fatal improved more than himself could not bear the sight of him and the tutors to please their young master beat poor fatal every moment at last this wicked boy told the queen that he would not have fatal live with him any longer and that he would not eat a morsel till he was sent away so that poor fatal was turned into the street no one daring to take him in fear of displeasing the prince he passed the night under a tree half dead with cold as it was winter with only a morsel of bread for his supper which some good person or other had given him out of charity as soon as it was daylight he said to himself i will not stay here doing nothing but try if i could not get my living till i am big enough to be a soldier i remember to have read in history of several private soldiers who had afterwards been made great generals and perhaps if i behave well i may have the same good fortune tis true i have neither father nor mother but god himself is the father of orphans and he that gave me a lioness for my nurse will surely not forsake me now having said this fatal kneeled down to say his prayers for he never missed saying them night or morning and always when he prayed he fixed his eyes on the ground with his hands lifted up and joined together and neither turned his head this way nor the other while fatal was on his knees a countryman chanced to be going by and seeing him pray so earnestly he said to himself i am sure this must be a good child i have a great mind to have him to take care of my sheep and god will bless me for his sake so he waited till fatal had ended his prayer and then said to him little boy will you come and live with me and mind my sheep i will keep you and take care of you with all my heart said fatal and i will do all in my power to serve you honestly this countryman was a wealthy farmer and had a great many servants who wronged their master and indeed so did his wife and children they were mightily pleased when they saw fatal for they said this is but a child and we can do whatever we will with him but fatal kept the sheep faithfully and proved a good little shepherd one day the farmer's wife said to him child my husband is a miser and never gives me any money let me take a sheep and you shall tell him the wolf ran away with it madam replied fatal i would with all my heart do anything to serve you but i'd rather die than be a thief and a liar you are a fool she said who will know it oh madam fatal answered god will know it for he sees whatever we do and punishes those that lie and steal at these words his mistress lost all patience she flew upon him beat him tore the hair off his head the farmer hearing fatal cry came and asked his wife what made her beat him in that manner 
why truly said she because he is a glutton the little greedy fellow has this morning eaten up a pot of cream which i was going to carry to the market oh fie said the farmer i cannot bear greedy people and immediately he called one of his servants and ordered him to whip fatal and all that poor boy could say to justify himself signified nothing his mistress insisted that she saw him eat the cream and she was believed after this he was sent into the fields to tend the sheep again and his mistress went to him and said well will you give me one of the sheep now no indeed replied fatal i should be very sorry to do any such thing you may use me as you please but you shall never make me guilty of an untruth so finding him resolute this wicked woman out of revenge set all the other servants against him they made him stay out late in the fields and instead of giving him food like the rest she only sent him bread and water and when he came home laid to his charge all the mischief that was done in the family he stayed a year at the farmer's and though he lay on the ground and was but very indifferently fed yet he grew so strong and tall that at thirteen years of age any one would have supposed him to be fifteen besides he was so patient that he bore all their ill usage with the utmost calmness and meekness one day while he avast at the farmer he heard that the king of a neighbouring country was at war and wanted soldiers fatal went and asked his master to let him go and having got leave he travelled on foot to this prince's territories where he enlisted himself under a captain who though he was a great nobleman behaved more like a porter or a dry man than a person of quality he swore beat his soldiers and cheated them of their pay and with this officer fatal was more miserable than at the farmer's he had engaged for ten years and though he saw the greatest number of his comrades desert yet he would never follow their example for he said i have received money to serve ten years and it would be wronging the king to go away before my time is expired notwithstanding this the captain who was a bad man used fatal no better than the rest yet he could not help esteeming him because he saw that he always did his duty and would send him on his message and entrust him with money and give him the key to his room whenever he dined abroad or went into the country and though he did not love reading he had a large library to make people believe he was a man of sense and learning for in that country they despised an ignorant officer and looked upon such as did not know something of books or at least of history as unfit for the military station of importance when fatal had done his duty as an officer instead of going to gamble and drink with his comrades he would lock himself up in the captain's room and there endeavoured to learn his professions by reading the lives of great men till at last he became capable of commanding an army he had been seven years enlisted when his regiment was ordered to the field his captain took him and six others and went to reconnoitre a wood and they were in the midst of it the soldiers said to one another let us kill this wicked fellow who is always caning us and cheating us of our pay fatal represented the baseness of such an action and dissuaded them from it but instead of heartening to him they said they would kill him and the captain too and immediately drew their swords fatal placed himself before the captain and fought with so much bravery that he alone slew four of the soldiers his captain seeing he owed his life to fatal asked his pardon for all the wrong he had done to him and having informed the king of what had happened fatal was made a captain and the king gave him a considerable pension now none of the soldiers ever wanted to kill fatal he loved them as if they were his children and they had the same affection for him as for a father instead of defrauding them of their pay he gave them money out of his own pocket to encourage them when they behaved well was careful and tender of them when they were sick or wounded and never found fault with them out of caprice or ill-humour about that time a great battle was fought 
and the commander-in-chief being slain all the officers and soldiers fled but fatal cried out that he had rather die fighting than to flee meanly like a coward and his soldiers told him they would not forsake him and their example had so great an effect with the others that they all came back ranged themselves round fatal and fought with such success that the son of the king of the enemies was taken prisoner the other king was greatly rejoiced when he heard that he gained the victory and told fatal that he made him general of all his armies afterward he presented him to the queen and to the princess his daughter who gave him their hands to kiss but at sight of the princess fatal was struck motionless like a statue she was so beautiful that he fell in love with her to destruction and then he was unhappy indeed for he thought that such a one as he could have no hope of marrying a great princess he resolved for that reason to conceal his affection and daily underwent the utmost torture but it was much worse when he was informed that fortune was also in love with the princess gracia having seen her picture and that of an ambassador had arrived to ask her in marriage fatal was ready to die with grief but the princess gracia who knew the fortune was a base and wicked prince and treated her father with such eagerness not to force her to the match as the ambassador was told that the princess did not choose to marry yet fortune who had never been used to be contradicted fell into a most violent passion when they returned with the princess's answer and his father who could not deny him anything declared war against the father of gracia but he was not much concerned about it for he said while fatal is at the head of my army i am not at all afraid of being overcome so having sent for his general he told him the affair and bid him prepare for war fatal at this threw himself at his feet and said that he was born in the dominions of prince fortune's father and could not take up arms against his sovereign but the king was very angry and threatened to put him to death if he refused to obey him and on the contrary promised to give him his daughter in marriage if he defeated fortune this was a sad temptation to poor fatal however at last he resolved it to be his duty and therefore without saying anything to the king he quitted the court and forsook all his riches and great expectations fortune soon after put himself at the head of the army and took the field but before five days were at an end he fell ill with fatigue for he was very delicate and tender and having never been used to any hardships or to take any exercise he could not bear heat and cold in short everything made him ill about this time the ambassador who had been sent to demand gracia for fortune in order to make his court to the prince told him that he had seen the little boy who had been turned out of the palace at the court of gracia's father and that it was generally reported that he had promised him his daughter in marriage fortune at this piece of intelligence fell into the most terrible fits of passion and as soon as he was recovered he sent out fully resolved to dethrone the father of gracia and he promised a great reward for whoever shall take fatal either dead or alive fortune gained several great victories though he did not fight himself for he was afraid of being killed but he had able and experienced commanders at last he besieged the capital of the enemy and was preparing to take it by storm when on the eve of his intended assault fatal was brought before him for great numbers of people had been sent in search of him bound in heavy chains fortune rejoiced at this opportunity of exercising his revenge and gave orders for him to be beheaded before they stormed the town in sight of the enemy that very day he gave a grand entertainment to his officers to celebrate his birthday the twenty-five years being now complete the besieged hearing fatal was taken and was to have his head struck off in an hour resolved to deliver him or perish for they remembered how kind he had been to them while he was their general they asked the king's leave to sally out and were victorious 
fortune's gift of prosperity was now over and in his flight from the enemy he was killed the conquerors ran to unbind fatal and at the same moment they saw two glittering chariots appear in the air from one of which a fairy descended in the other were fatal's father and mother who were both fast asleep they did not awake till just as the chariot touched the ground the fairy however advanced fatal was unbound and addressing the queen and presenting fatal to her she said madam in this hero behold your eldest son the misfortunes he has undergone have corrected the defects of his temper which was naturally violent and unruly whereas fortune who on the contrary was born with excellent inclinations had been utterly spoilt by indulgence and flattery and god would not permit him to live any longer because he would only have grown more wicked every day he lived he is just now killed but to comfort you for his death know that impatient of ascending the throne he was on the point of dethroning his father the king and queen were greatly astonished and embraced fatal very affectionately having heard great commendations of him princess gracia and her father were delighted with the discovery of prince fatal's rank he married gracia and they lived to a good old age perfectly happy and perfectly virtuous End of chapter eleven